Welcome to Driven In Her Purpose. Hi, I'm Rosie, an educator, entrepreneur, master mindset coach, wife, mom of three, and a devoted disciple of Jesus. I help Christian women to dream and do with confidence and for the glory of God. I believe we can do anything with God and with the support and encouragement of one another. So join me each week for growth mindset tips and spiritual encouragement to help you to pursue your God-giving dreams. Are you ready? Then let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Driven in Her Purpose. I'm Rosie Leonore, your host, and I'm so happy that you can join me today. Not only because you can join me, but you also will be joining my wonderful friend and sister in Christ, Dominique Aconquo, who is a recent published author of an amazing book. We're going to learn a lot about her today and her journey, and we hope that this inspires you. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Dominique. Hello, Dominique. Hi, thanks for having me, Rosie. <laughs> so happy to have you here. It's an honor. It's truly an honor to have you here. The reason why it's so much of an honor, even more, is because my little two and a half, almost three-year-old, she's actually going to be three on Saturday, so three. My little three-year-old loves your book, so we want to hear That's all amazing. about it. So I want to start by just asking you, um, I know you're a recent published author and super exciting. I'm sure it was a journey, but um, I'd like, we'd like to know a little bit about you. So if you can just tell us a little about, a bit, a little bit about yourself before we start. Yeah, sure. So um, I am born and raised in Miami, Florida. Uh, my parents are Haitian and uh, I married a Nigerian man and we have three beautiful kids and a crazy dog, Amy, who's in the room with me right now. Um, and you know, I, we have busy careers. We're both in uh, technology. Yeah. Um, the kids are one in almost middle school, uh, uh, high school, middle and elementary. Um, and we also volunteer in the children's ministry in our church in one Miami church. Yes. Um, I've always been a writer in some sense. I started off with poetry and I did, you know, spoken word contests and I did submitted essays for the youth fair. And it's just something that I've always loved to do. Um, so that's kind of how I find myself where I am right now. Nice. Thank you for that. That's awesome. So writing has always been in you. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, without further ado, uh, we'd love to know about this amazing new book that you just published. Tell us a little bit about the name of the book, obviously, the, um, and uh, a little bit about the origin and who or what was your inspiration for writing this book? Oh, yes. Uh, so The Adventures of Super Obi. Um, everyone always loves that name, but it's based, it's the nickname of my son, Obina, and it's loosely based, um, majorly off of our life experiences and his experience as a child. Um, it's funny because he is such a character, if you ever get to know my son, and he's a jokester, he's a trickster, and he also always finds himself in some type of situation, whether he put himself there or not. Um, there's so many stories that we have with him at school, at soccer practice, at the house, just things that happen that I can't make up. These are things that have happened while we've been out of town, etc. Um, so as he was younger, he used to carry around a yellow blankie with him. It was given to him as a baby gift and it stayed with him until he was about five years old. I kid you not. And if he didn't carry it around, he slept with it. Wow. And up until about, 
I would say middle school, it was under his pillow. I actually still have this, this blanket. He wants it back because I've been <laughs> holding on to it as a keepsake. Um, but the, the interesting thing about the blanket is I, I noticed that it gave him courage. You know, it comforted him when he was sad. He would hold on to it. Yeah. Um, he would play with it. And I remember looking at him when he was younger with this blanket in his hand. He was wearing Superman PJs. And immediately I was just like, oh my gosh, like, look at him, little Super Obi. And I was just thinking about all the things that this character can do and how he would be so confident in his abilities, uh, no matter how young or how scared or how anxious he, he, he were about certain situations. Mm -hmm. And uh, one night I just wrote a story, a bedtime story, um, after putting him down about something that had happened right before about him being afraid to go to sleep. And uh, within, you know, that evening I just wrote the story and it became a real thing in my head mm. and that's kind of how the the series started wow wow it's amazing how like you, you would never know that a real event like that would lead you to writing a story and not just writing a story but actually having a book published it's funny because you were talking about your son's blanket and I won't say which one to not embarrass him but one of my boys <laughs> one of my two boys <laughs> had um had a Snoopy teddy bear teddy teddy a snoopy teddy i guess a plush toy that he just wouldn't he couldn't live without for about four years and he we still have it i mean i still keep it because i don't want to you know it's all beat up but it's interesting some some of the kids um only one of them did as so far as i know it i don't think my little girl is is doing any of that but so usually it's like one at least if you have a few kids you probably find one that'll get attached to something i think that's yeah, pretty yeah. that's pretty awesome a literal uh security blanket yeah literally, <laughs> literally makes you feel good and secure nothing wrong with that especially as kids you know um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. So my next question is what were those steps that you took? So walk us through the, the steps that you took, um, particularly I want, I want the women who are listening, who may either have an interest in writing a book one day, or who are perhaps on their journey to writing a book, uh, women and men, but I know this show is specifically towards the Christian women, but um, Please walk us through this journey uh, regarding publishing, ma making your book, all of that, all those steps, if you, as much as you can remember, to help us. Because for me, I'm super curious. Uh, personally, I'm co-authoring a book right now with my husband, and we're still not sure how, what kind of publishing we're going to end up doing. But I'm also curious to know, so it'll help me. So please enlighten us. Please walk us through that. Sure. So, you know, I, I woke up the next morning, and I was super excited about my story. And I said, I, I want this to be a book not only just a children's book, but I wanted to have a, a Black uh, lead character because I didn't find a lot of that. And mm -hmm. I wanted the book to have uh, scripture and a devotional, you know, a yes. quiet time, prayer time. Yes. Um, you know, that's driven to the age range of the readers. Yes. Um, so I, because for me, it was not only was I inspired by the story because it was based off of our home situation and my son, but I wanted to do something that I hadn't seen before um, and something that I knew that was needed. So then the next question was, okay, how do I do it? <laughs> yeah. um, now, you know, this is what, uh, you know, 2010. And there are tons of books that I could read. And I, I did pick up a couple. There wasn't a lot of information online and I didn't know any writers. You know, like I said, I, I didn't go to school for writing. I went to the school for mm. technology. So some of the industry stuff, not even some, all of it, I just didn't know how to get started. So um, 
I began just looking online and um, I picked up a book and the book was heavy. It was a lot of information on there and I was just like overwhelmed with what I needed to do. And I just still wasn't very quite clear on what that was. So then fast forward 10 years later, I, I picked it up again. I was inspired to do it again post-COVID. And I found this website online, uh, readsy.com. It's R-E-E-D-S-Y.com. And Readsy is a free online resource that gives you um, kind of like cheat sheets, depending on your genre, um, what kind of books you want to write. Wow. And then there are other resources that you can you could take advantage of that are paid, where if you need an editor, yeah. or are you looking for an illustrator? Now, I wouldn't say that website is the end-all be-all, but it was definitely a good first step to me figuring out what I wanted to do. Right. Um, then I quickly realized, well, there's two types of publishing. There's the traditional publishing, and then there's publishing uh, independently. Mm -hmm. um, trying to get traditional, uh, traditionally published is a longer, could be, could be a longer endeavor, because now you're, you're reaching out for someone else to help you with your manuscript, and also, you know, with distribution. Mm -hmm. But that process of reaching out to someone to help you with your manuscript is, is like dating. You know, it takes time. Um, you have to write them beautiful love letters and you have wow. to kind of stalk them a little bit and know their <laughs> interests and try to figure out if it's a good match between, you know, their clients and what they've, you know, who they've represented before and what you're trying to write and, and what you need out of a, a literary agent. Yeah. So, you know, and everyone wants something different. Some people want an online submission. Some people want an email, you know, without attachments. Some people want an email with attachments. Some people want you to print it, print it out in Times New Roman font 12 double space and mail it to them with a envelope so that wow. they can mail you back. So it just depends. <laughs> um, and I literally uh, reached out to, I think it was 54 literary agents within the course of six months. Wow. Wow. And so it was tracking those agents, tracking how I found them. Um, Reedsy had a list of people that I could, you know, reach out to. Um, I also looked at books that were in my genre for picture books and primarily faith-based picture books. And I looked up those books and then I Googled who the literary agent was. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's easy to find and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's very hard to find who the literary agent is for a traditionally published author. So there was a lot of digging, um, but I found the list. And out of about 54 agents, um, I, I didn't hear back from most of them, but half, you know, a little bit more than half that I heard back from, um, they weren't interested primarily because it's a faith-based picture book. Um, I could have been discouraged in that moment, but then I realized this is why I'm writing these books. Because That's right. There's not a lot of these books out here. And, yeah. you know, especially for people who are not widely known in the, you know, industry right, mm -hmm. in the faith in the, like T.D. Jakes or, you know, big name uh, pastors or whatever the case may be. Right. So um, I said, you know what, Lord, I, I'm going to give it, I think it was my deadline was like end of May or beginning of June. And mm -hmm. if no one reaches back out to me, then I will consider uh, independently publishing or self-publishing. The reason why I wasn't so thrilled to go that route is because I knew that doing that would require a lot more work on my part because when you have an agent, they help with a lot of the distribution and making sure that, you know, they, they kind of find your resources to help you find, in my case, for picture books to help help you find an illustrator and all this. So when you don't have an agent, you're kind of, you know, tasked to do that on your own. There's no one else helping you do this. Yeah. And I don't know how to do any of this. So it's, I have to learn it first to be able to do it. Um, so 
after prayer and just patience. And I actually had a good conversation with a friend of mine who said, you know what? You can figure this out, <laughs> you know, because I was kind of like, ah, uh-huh. it's a lot of work and that's so encouraging you know, work and family and kids. And I don't have the time barely to do anything else. Like, how am I going to do this on my own? And she was like, you know what? Like anything else, as long as you, you know, put God first and you take your time, mm. you figure it out. Amen. And it was almost like, man, I needed to hear that because I was telling me all these things that you tell yourself mm-hmm. why you can't necessarily do a particular thing. Uh, so I move forward with that. So. I looked at a lot of YouTube videos. Um, I read a lot of articles. Mm-hmm. There's lots of free stuff online now yeah, that definitely. wasn't available 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I created a website on Wix. I spent a lot of time on Clubhouse. There's a lot of author groups on, on Clubhouse, which is a, is, is a new uh, social app. Good to know. Um, good to know. <laughs> and, um, you know, in, in meeting other authors, I was able to pick their brains. There's lots of author groups on Facebook. Uh, for my genre where I could ask a random question and 10 people will respond based off of what they knew and their experiences or not just depend on the time of the day but within the course of the year I was able to um, figure out what I needed to do I had some steps if I can do a broad stroke yeah. after this the, the the manuscript was written I was able to get an editor a picture book editor to look at it and help fine-tune it a little bit which was which is important to do um, and then from there, I would say 75% of the work is marketing, <laughs> believe it or not. 75% is wow. marketing. Wow. Okay. 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 Wow. You're going to have to tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget. We, we got to hear about the marketing part too. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's true. It's like writing a book and producing anything is like having a baby. You know, wow. you have the, the conception. And then you watch it grow and you tend to it. But while it's growing, you're talking to people about it. Like, I don't know anyone who's had a baby that I kept in contact with. And I, I find them t- nine months later and they're like, hey, I had a baby. You know, I, it's like, there's this, this, um, there's this process of getting to know and watching someone's journey while they're being, you know, while they're pregnant and they're giving birth. So the people who are your target audience, the people who want to support you, they want to be a part of that process. They don't want to just, hey, I, I wrote a book. It's like, okay, what is the book about? Uh, what is the story about? Why did you write the book? Why do I want this book? Is the right. book for me? There's like a ton of questions. So over the course of the year, and it was almost, you know, it was about nine months. Like I, I, I did have a book baby. Wow. It's like <laughs> a book baby. Wow. I love that. <laughs> I, uh, I became a good documenter. It's almost like I was a journalist of my own process because in that I'm able to invite everyone in to you know my process and, and what I'm doing, those who are either seeking to do something similar or who are just interested or who are just waiting to support me. Um, I didn't want to have anyone miss out on this experience with me by waiting till it was done to say that it was done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and in that, you know, it's the marketing you have, whatever social media aspect you choose to pick, um, to share information for me, primarily it's Instagram mm. at Miami motherhood. Um, and then I also on my website, um, you know, blogged what I was doing at particular steps. So how I find my illustrator, um, you know, the origin of my story, because then when I was finally finished, it was easier for me to say, okay, guys, it's done. 
you know, yes. here's how you can purchase, yes. here's how you can support. And um, even talking to you now, it makes this process a lot easier for me because I've been living it and I've been sharing it. And, you know, I've, I've done this part over the course of the nine months, you know, so it's like, um, you know, it's just a joy now to just be able to share it because it's already out there. Um, so I would say I spent a lot of time on the marketing and then behind the scenes, just working on fine tuning the illustrations, working with the illustrator, researching on who can print the books for me, researching my price points, re researching budget, you know, all those kinds of things. But I, I think that um, it's important to just recognize how are you going to share the message um, before it's done? Because if yes. you, if you wait for it to be done before it's, before you share it with others, then you've missed out on all of that time to prepare for the moment that it's done. Hmm. That, makes sense. that makes a lot of sense. And when you bring people with you in the journey, they feel like they're a part of it. I know for me, I, I began knowing about your book when you sent a link to a survey. It was like, I think a two question survey it was very quick. Mm -hmm. And I took the survey. I was like, interesting. I like these <laughs> questions. I wonder what she's up to. I had an idea, but I was like, oh, this sounds like it could be a fun book to get. And my daughter, I think at that time was just two. And so I don't know that she would have been reading that book just yet. She was in the, like the large print picture mostly. Um, but I was like, I think, I think that I'm going to get this for her, but whatever it is. It just sounded like so good. But for me, seeing, um, be a part of the process personally and just because it, if you guys, I didn't mention that Dominique and I are also a part of the same church and that's how I know her. And so she reached out to some church members and I'm part of uh, a group that we're, we're in with our, our children and a little WhatsApp group. And so I remember that. And so I felt like just being a part of it got me curious, but it also felt, I felt included and it made me want to find out more. And then when mm -hmm. I talked to you in person, um, not too long ago, before you officially, before I came out, you, you know, just talking to you a little bit more in person even helped even more just to kind of connect with you. So when you connect with people and just on Instagram too, I see you're posting stuff all the time. It's fun to watch. I love it. But you connect <laughs> on such a, a deep level. And I love the questions you ask. So I really feel like it makes a lot of sense. Uh, marketing is really, I think, from what you're describing is building a relationship, would you say? Yeah, I mean, it, it is building a relationship and it's a mutual relationship because for example, yeah. that survey that you're, you're talking about, I just wanted to know how many parents, you know, have faith-based uh, picture books, how many, you know, what kind of topics were they interested in? Yeah. Um, you know, what the ages of their children were. And I was surveying not just the group that we share for the church, but, right. you know, the soccer group. I was surveying you know, uh, other mom groups or, you know, groups for school, I was serving people that I knew personally in the, in the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, because what happens with that survey, then now I have an opportunity to come back and say, okay, well, I'm thinking about the cover. What do you guys think about this? I'm thinking about, you know, the main character is going to be wearing these PJs. What do you think about these? And so not only is it a, a beneficial for, for me, because I have your input, but it's a mutual uh, benefit because now you get to be a part of the process mm -hmm. and I'm considering not just what I think about in my head, but what my general audience is considering as well. So it helps yeah. me a ton because again, if I had an agent, these are the type of things that they would be doing for me. Right. These, these are the type of experiences that they have that I don't. So 
um, leaning on not just my own experiences, but trying to tap into the people that, you know, would be interested or would be supporting or, and the feedback is not always great. It could be, you know, constructive, but that's what I need to make sure that I'm producing quality of work. So it, it is definitely a mutual um, relationship. Right. Absolutely. And I remember also, I know that when I purchased your book, it was through a Kickstarter campaign. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, how do you, is that the route that you should take if you're publishing or why do you choose a Kickstarter campaign? Yeah. Um, so Kickstarter was great for me because I was able to crowdfund mm -hmm. and take pre-sales. Yes. Um, not all books require a lot of upfront costs, but okay. picture books, unless you're an author illustrator, require a lot of upfront costs because you have to include someone else and pay them for their, their you know, time and, makes sense. and service for yes. that illustration. Now it's a one-time fee, but it's a fee, right? And yeah. so before you sell any books, you're dishing out, you know, it could be, I've got received quotes um, from $3,000 up to like like, uh, I think the most expensive quote I got was like $9,000. Wow. Um, now, granted, the higher the quote, you know, you assume that that's, that's uh, illustrators who have agents, who that's probably what they do full time. They work on multiple books at a time. So sure. it just depends yeah. on, on how you find that person. But okay. um, so for me, knowing that, okay, I want to write this book, but I, I, I want to be responsible with the way I'm going about it. Mm -hmm. um, I use the Kickstarter as a way to take pre-sales. So that um, not only am I taking pre-sales, but the money that I'm, I'm getting from the pre-sales, I can turn around and print the copies of the book. So it's all, yeah. almost like I was working um, the completion of the book and the pre-sales in parallel. So I didn't have to dish out a large amount of money up front yeah. just to be able to make the book a reality. So yeah. platforms like Kickstarter, um, there's another one called... Um, the name escapes me, but if it, if it comes back, there's another one that, that is not uh, all or nothing. Kickstarter is all or nothing. So once you place your bid and I, my, my bid was, uh, my goal was 6,500 mm -hmm. by the end of your campaign, which for me was 30 days. If you don't make that goal, whatever money you raise goes bye-bye. So, you know, it, it wow. so you gotta, you gotta really consider what is, what do I need wow. uh, to move forward with my project? What do I realistically, you know, think that I can accomplish without, you know, cutting myself too short or, or, yeah. or thinking too far, you know, ahead? I mean, it's nerve wracking because, you know, for me, I had to, I like numbers. So I had to look at, okay, number of books, cost of printing X amount of books, mm -hmm. you know, based off of the people that were on my launch team and some of the people I have subscribed on my site, if I do a rough estimate, if I sell about blah, blah. So that's how I kind of went about what do I need? How, how much do I ask for? So being able to do the Kickstarter um, allowed me to not only sell books up front outright, um, but I was able to purchase the books and have them delivered so that once they were here, it was just a matter of mailing them. Um, so I, I, that process is a lot of work. <laughs> it's not like you just throw it a look. Um, you can do more or less the, the, I did some research on Kickstarters that were successful because not all Kickstarters are su successful. I forget the percentage. I think it's like 20% oh, or wow. something like that. Mm -hmm. If you go to kickstarter.com, they have the stats. Okay. Um, 
But I looked at the ones that were successful and, and the ones that were successful, they put a lot of time in creating a, a campaign video, making sure they were, you know, nice um, rewards for people to purchase, not just the book, but other things. Like I had stickers, I had blankets, I, you know, yes. uh, coloring sheets and things like that. Yes. Um, and that, that process in and of itself took, took months to plan just because I had to make sure my numbers were correct. I had to make sure I would get everything in time. With COVID, there's a shortage of paper, you know, wow. it's a whole thing. Wow. Um, would I do Kickstarter again? I'm not 100% sure, um, right, right. but it was exactly what I needed as a first-time author just to right. be able to get started. Um, so definitely right. something that people should look at if they're considering taking that route. Awesome. Awesome. Well, can you walk us through um, what were some of the, you did name some challenges. Uh, were there any additional challenges that you had in your journey uh, and how did you overcome them? And even if they're maybe mental or uh, mental blocks or uh, motivational, I do remember you did mention being discouraged and there was a sister, I guess, a, a friend of yours who really encouraged you and said, you got to do this. So once you got going, um, were there any additional challenges along the way that uh, besides the technical ones that perhaps might have um, discouraged you and how did you overcome that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd share something with you. Before I decided to go um, to self-publish, I, I had some, I had some literary agents reach out to me and tell me that my story was great. They loved the story, but they wanted me to remove the quiet time at the end and the, the mm -hmm. scripture and the prayer. Yeah, and it was like you don't need that. Like it one exactly her words are, "You don't need that part." And you know, I was like, "Hmm, well." I want to get traditionally published, you know, maybe I consider that the quiet time and prayer for the next book. Like I actually considered um, publishing the book without that part because the feedback was great, but they just, it wasn't their, their genre wasn't their niche. And maybe, you know, I don't know where they were spiritually. Maybe it's not something that they even believed in. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't want to work with someone who, who doesn't believe in, yeah. in your work. Yeah. But then quickly, I, I would say after even thinking about it for a couple of days, I felt convicted because I said, man, the whole point of me writing this was to put God back in. That's the right. That's right. Why would I even consider the fact of removing this from the mm. equation? Because it seems like I'll get better success or traction in, 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 in the industry if I don't have it. So I felt convicted in that because that, you know, that's what we do in life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's more convenient just to take out God out, even if it's for a time, yep. because that's not yep. what other people are expecting, what other people want. Um, and, and it makes other people more comfortable. So I said, nope, not doing that. Um, I need to make sure he stays in the stories um, because my platform will always be faith-based stories. And I, I said stories now because I'm even considering, you know, more than just picture books at this point. Um, Amazing. So I, I think that for me was a initial um, challenge because I did see the lights, you know, I did get kind of lured into maybe doing something different um, mm -hmm. because it seemed like I would be more quote unquote successful had I done that. So I'm glad I was able to just kind of say, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know, right. Um, and then all throughout the process, I would say all throughout 2021, I was nervous every step of the way. I was mm. like, there were times where I couldn't even really go to sleep at night because I had such a long list of things that I needed to do mm. because yeah. it was like, well, you know, 
if I'm going to, if I'm going to blog or document my process, I need to get my website up. Okay. So if I'm going to get my website up, I have to do all this, set up all this stuff, which I use Wix too. And I, I did it completely on my own. Mm-hmm. I don't have any pictures. Let me see if I can get some pictures. Okay. Now I wrote my manuscripts. Oh, I have to get this copy written. Let me get this yeah. copy written. ISBN numbers. Oh my gosh. I got to go order my own ISBN. Number. So it was just like, if I have a project workbook of all the things that I jotted down and things that I wanted to remember in the process. And I remember just like, just being nervous, uh, for the majority of it and not in a bad way. It was, it was exciting, but at the same time, there was a level of fear Mm -hmm. and, but I would say it's a good part of uh, fear because there's a quote out there. If your dreams don't scare you, right. They're not big enough. Oh yes. I love that quote. (laughs) I was so for me, it was like, to, I was going to say the cool part to the end, but you, you already put that in there. I yeah. And I'm, cool. I, I, I have, I can give you another one, but I just remember thinking <laughs> like there were a couple of times where I'm like, what am I doing? You know? But then I was reminded, I said, well, as long as I keep God in this, which I did, mm-hmm. he will bless it. Amen. You know, he will bless it. So, um, even if I was scared, I did it scared because it would have been easier for me to say, you know what, let me take a break, which I did for 10 years, right? I didn't, I didn't make a move. <laughs> right. <laughs> you wonder what stops us sometimes. And we're like, why don't we start? It's just so many, you know, fears sometimes or uncertainties or we're not ready. And I, I, I speak about that in my show and it, exactly. So, oh my yeah, goodness. It's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not famous. I'm not this. And it yeah. goes through the whole imposter sy- sy- yeah, syndrome and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then I realized this, you know what, I'm just going to take it a day at a time. I'm going right. to do what I can. I'm going to pray my way through it because I'm not doing it alone mm-hmm. and it's going to be great, you know? And it turned out beautifully. Like even when I started meddling the books out, I had a level of anxiety because I was like, oh my God, people are going to read this. <laughs> right. It's going to tell there. me what they think, <laughs> you know? And I, and, and not everything is for everyone. It's so true. Not everything yeah. is for everyone. It would be impossible. You can't please oh, no. the whole world. No, no, no. Absolutely. But when I started to get, you know, re- the reviews back and the text messages, it just warmed my heart because it's like, man, I saw this in my head. God put this yeah. on my heart to do. Yeah. I executed it and it turned out beautiful. And I, you know, I'm grateful for that. Amazing. Wow. Well, your story, this story is so encouraging and just even seeing how you've overcome those challenges and being honest about uh, being nervous, you know, that it's, you're, you've kind of given us some insight into your feelings. And I really appreciate that. I know our, our listeners are really appreciating that because that's real. We go through these things. We go through these fears. We go, we get nervous. We get maybe a little anxious and um, it's just normal. It's a part of the process when you're building something and you don't know what's going to happen, especially if it's something that is, is your first time. So uh, you have inspired me just even with those stories. And so um, I wanted to ask you, uh, and I'm sure we all want to know, do you have any projects coming up, any additional books coming up? Yes, I do. So I wanted to, my goal was to do at least three books in this series, but God has shown me that I don't have to stop there. You know, I can do as many books because mm-hmm. originally when I was, you know, 11 years ago now, when I thought about this, this series, I wanted to be something very similar to Bernstein Bears or Curious George, where they nice. have like a million. Yeah. And I love those books because they have all have a very strong moral of the story. Yes. Um, and 
it's like for me, all of that was missing in that book was the scripture in the in the quiet time. Like, let's talk about it. Because when I read books mm-hmm. to my kids, I like to say, what do you think such and such should have done in this situation? What would you have done different? Is there anything mm-hmm. that, you know, these are the discussions I have with my own kids. And I, I'd love to see that more in children's literature. Um, so this year, I am definitely um, working right now on a coloring book that goes along, coloring and activity, uh, activity book that goes along with Nothing to Fear, uh, book number one. And that will have images or pictures, you know, pages from the book, as well as word finds, word searches. I love that. I can't wait. I'm going to be like one of your first <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, and it's funny because this time around, I'm like, okay, now I've never done a coloring and activity book before. So there was a learning curve there too. Like yeah. how do you do the word finds and where do you get the, so I'm working through that. Um, that process is interesting as well, but it's fun because at least when it gets to the point of actually publishing it, I got it down. Like yeah. <laughs> at this point. Um, then the next story, my, my editor sent me back the reviews, uh, her, her comments for that. So I have to review that. I didn't get a chance to do today, but mm-hmm. this, the next story in the series is going to be the adventures super, super Obi, and the subtitle is yes, I can. And essentially like it. it's a social emotional adventure for him where, you know, he wakes up in the morning on a Saturday, eager to do a bunch of things, but nothing turns out the way he wants. Mm. And the, the base scripture for that is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wow. So the theme there is going to be, um, you know, yes, you can. And so it's a conversation between, you know, him, his mom, everyone's in this book uh, this time, his two sisters, which weren't in the first book, <laughs> mom and dad. Um, so I'm excited about that. I think that one might even be better than Nothing to Fear. I don't know. I think I. <laughs> oh, you're leaving us. I don't know. We'll see. We'll this see. Is that like, one is, is this juicy. is like There's a free trailer. Trailer. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> and then you know, I had um, actually a couple of days ago, I was just thinking about. I don't even know how I got on this topic. Um, because as as a kid, Obi was very into the planets, and I was thinking about when we took them to the planetarium. Mm. And he's also been to like the Georgia Aquarium and he's a very inquisitive kid. And I said, book number three, um, I definitely want to focus on um, God and science. So I'm still fleshing out how that's going to work out, but I want him to be somewhere where he's looking at science and he's asking questions about God and, you know, being able to tie that definitely for the ages, you know, between three and, and eight, which the book is for, but in a way where kids can appreciate that God is real you know, um, and we know this because of all these things, you know, why, hey, why does such and such happen? Why does, you know, so definitely want to flesh that out this year as well. Um, So I'm excited. Those are all such great ideas. And I mean, you're, you've got a super fan in me, so you better believe I'm going to be getting all your books, you know, Uh, who would have thought I I have, you know, two other boys, they're older, they're not going to read the books because they're teenagers. But I have, uh, but I have my little girl and she's, she's, it's turning three. So you're going to have a fan for a long time. All right. I love <laughs> it. Count yeah. on it. And I am sure that so many of our listeners are in the same place. And uh, I really want to encourage you all who are listening. If you have children, even if you don't have children, you want to get it for someone, maybe a gift or a birthday gift, something like that. This is such a great gift. I'm going to tell you from personal experience, my daughter wants to read that book every night and we read that <laughs> book to her every night. And actually a few days ago, true story. My husband has, has the recording. 
he he she was in the room and this is in the daytime usually we always read it at night in the daytime she's opening the book and she's like going through it page by page and she's doing her own reading of it <laughs> like she's mumbling little words and you can't really understand most of what she's saying when she reads so it's kind of like that stage i remember my little sister uh she's seven years younger i remember she would read her book and she would she would say i'm gonna embarrass her for a moment here <laughs> she's listen to my little sister she would go she would read the book and she was about her age she would say and that's all she would say and my, my other sister and I were talking about this the other day um my little girl doesn't say that but she just mumbles a bunch of different things and I just it took me back to remembering the times when I just saw my my little my little sister doing that and it just just brought such warmness to my heart another thing I, the reason I like this book so much is because you know when you're there's so many books that are non-diverse out there mm -hmm. you know um, or about animals. Um, and when my little girl is reading this book, she is seeing a little, a young black little boy and who's this, you know, who's afraid just like we all are and who's overcoming something. And she's looking at this little boy and he is her equal. She's his equal. And it's just, they're just, I, it's just such a, a deep thing and important thing for me. You know, I know we're living right now in a city where it's technically diverse, but we're in a, a country that we're just not celebrating diversity really mm -hmm. the way it should be, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, for I want that, at least that to be a part of the experience. I, I, I shared in one of my previous episodes, I don't, I don't know if you know this about me, but I grew up in a predominantly Black neighborhood with some Hispanics and maybe one or two white people. Um, <laughs> my friends were mostly Black. And for me, that was normal. When I came to Miami, I, I was a teenager. So I was like, yeah, everybody's the same. But I was shocked to see, see the racist comments from some mm. of my peers. Mm -hmm. And just, to, just even something like this can help to shape the minds and the hearts and the attitudes of our children. Any little thing like that, that's maybe little, but it's actually big. So that's one of the things I love about this book so much. Not only that, but obviously it's an amazing, amazing and entertaining book. And I really love the devotional at the end. My, my little girl, she, oh, now she says, amen. Like she says something and she goes, amen. So she knows it's a prayer. <laughs> awesome. And to me, that's like super encouraging because I feel like I'm a mom all over again. It's been like, what, my son's 18, my other one's 14. So it's been a long time. And I feel like I'm relearning everything. And to me, that's like so helpful just to have that book. And I, I'm, I'm really, really, really grateful for all the work that you've done. And I'm sure that so many listeners who already have purchased your book are grateful. All of that work and sacrifice that you have done, that you have had, um, the way you have allowed God to guide you is such an encouragement for me personally, and I'm sure to so many of us. So I want to thank you, not just on behalf of myself, <laughs> but on behalf of so many and thank you for all your hard work. Thank you for your perseverance. And thank you so much for never giving up and for putting it out there. And I want to encourage you to keep going because again, you got a super fan. So I can't wait. Yeah. No, <laughs> thank you so much. That's very, very kind. Um, I just, I, 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 I wanted to do this and I knew it was important, but I didn't realize. And there'll be, you know, it's funny because my husband, my husband um, shared the book with some of his coworkers and he, he met, he met with them sometime this week because we're all working remotely. Mm -hmm. And the one coworker says, oh man, your wife's, your wife's book. I got her book. It was awesome. We love it. 
And uh, he was mentioning that um, he was like, oh, you bought the book too? And he's like, yeah. And he said, such and such sent it to me. And then I bought it and I forwarded it to some people and they bought it. And when he was telling me this, my I was just like, oh my gosh, mm. I know that um, I sell the books, you know, um, personally on my website and in person, but I also have the paperback version on Amazon. And I, mm. I, I've seen people purchase the book and I may not ever meet these people. You know, I, I realized that there might be an impact there that I will never know, you know, and the whole point is that the, it, it gives parents and families an opportunity to normalize, you know, God in their conversation and yes. normalize praying and praying as a family. Yes. And, you know, cause like you said in the back, the, not only is there a prayer and devotional, but you see the mom, dad, and the OB gathered together, holding hand, you know, hands in there and they're in prayer. And I think that if we can put God back in the families. I, I mean, I say this a lot because I feel like more and more each and every day, I, you know, that, that, that chasm, that divide is getting bigger and bigger. Mm. Um, but that's really what, you know, that's all I want <laughs> is to normalize yes. that for families. And when I get those comments, it just, it warms my heart because it's not only something that I wanted to do and I thought was important, but I, I think that, you know, ultimately it's part of God's ministry and that's, that's, right. that's being realized even in something as simple as a picture book. So that's right. Like you said, you know, praying with our children early on, it just, it, it, it plants these seeds so early for them. And I see it in my own children. And I, I just want more and more parents to make that a normal practice, you know, with my book, with the scriptures, however they can, um, because it's needed. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. for so sure. For sure. That. Absolutely. And, you know, to end the show, I'd like to ask you, what is one of your, well, you already told us one of your motivational, favorite motivational quotes, but what is one of your favorite scriptures? Oh, you know, one of, one of the first that I had ever memorized as, um, someone who was really seeking God was, um, Proverbs 3, 5. Mm. Trust in the Lord with all your might and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, um, submit to him and he will make sure you're past. And I feel like whenever I am stuck <laughs> and I don't know what to do, which, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we are, I have to remember that just like, okay, I just have to submit to God and trust in him, um, especially if I put him first. And he will make my path straight. And and last year was a literal representation of him doing that for me because I had no idea what I needed to do. Um, but as long as I kept him in it, um, he did bless it. And this year, you know, talking to you and working on some other things, I have a bookstore that did a bulk order and I'm waiting for some pictures from her and partnering with her for, you know, Black History Month next month. And there's just all these little things happening um, that I can't wait to share more of, you know, with with my subscriber list on social media, but it's not just because I did it by myself, <laughs> you know, I trusted yeah. him yeah, and he made these paths straight. So I'm just, I'm grateful for that. Um, Amen. And I, I, I lean on that scripture Amen. a lot. So where can we connect with you? How can we connect with you and how can we find your website? If you can let us know, I'll also make sure I'll put it on the show notes and on the, and the detail in the descriptions. Where can we connect? Yeah. Well, my, my website is MiamiMotherhood.com, mm -hmm. um, and that's the same for my my Instagram ha handle, MiamiMotherhood.com. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm at Miami Motherhood. Uh, and then if you want to just check out the books, I have a trailer at SuperOBBooks.com, and you okay. can purchase them there. Um, there's also some other, you know, cool things that go along with the book, and um, there's also a page for that as well. I tell everyone, like you did, you know, when you're... Um, 
sharing your comments, send me some pictures, if you don't mind me sharing them on my social media so that, you know, I awesome. can just kind of build that up so people can see all the boys and girls <laughs> reading this book um, and being impact, impacted by, by that. But um, you, can, you can contact me with any questions on my website. Um, I, I have a book, bookseller discounts um, for wholesale prices and things of that nature. So that's that's where you can reach out to me. Awesome. And I've also seen your book on Amazon as well. So if you purchase on there, make sure you leave her a review. It's, it's all, always very helpful. Yes. So thank you so much again for this, uh, the time that you've dedicated here and the time you took to speak to us and to speak to me personally. I've learned so much from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I hope and pray, we hope and pray that this has encouraged you today and it'll encourage you in your walk, uh, not just with God, but also in whatever you're doing in your journey, whether you're a business owner, you're starting a business, you're starting a book, whatever project in your endeavor, there's a lot of takeaways from this interview. I feel like even if you're not going to write a book, you you have the takeaway, you have so many takeaways of just persevering, of seeking God, of seeking his counsel. Um, understanding the encouragement of others really helps. So having a community around you. And then of course, all those technical things that uh, Dominique has shared with us that hopefully will help you out as well. So thank you for joining us and I will see you in the next one. Thank you, Rosie. And thank you, Dominique. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> hey sister, real quick. If you received any encouragement from this podcast, the best way you can thank me is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. The more reviews that are on the podcast, the more women that can be reached so that they can also be encouraged and inspired as they dream and do for the glory of God, just like you. May God bless you and guide you as you pursue and grow your God-given dreams.